blessed with our music. Thank you all. That was just, and we are having a bright, shiny day. You know, it's so funny. I've got to pre preface the start of our lesson. Every time, and I have to admit this, that I would hear a talk or that I would know a talk was going to happen on the 12 powers, I would find a reason to either be over in Sunday school or go to a different service. It was not one of my favorites, and part of it was that I didn't quite understand them. When I got to the point of wanting to do the 12 powers, I made a point of putting out on our board out front our 12 powers. And that's what I wanted to start with today. We will be doing a series on the 12 powers, but the thing that I want to assure you is I'm hoping this go around will look at more um, situations than the actual uh, book that Charles Fillmore wrote, and, and he was divinely guided when he wrote the book on the 12 powers. But I think for me, part of the reason I dreaded it is that I didn't quite understand. You know, I knew the chakras, I knew certain things, but there was so much that I didn't realize about the 12 powers. So with your help today, I was always told as we go forth and learn new things, it helps to teach them. So I want you to know that I dug out a paper I did in 2015, I had just been in school a year or two uh, in seminary, about the 12 powers. And the thing that made it so interesting to me is I realized that the 12 powers were named after, or the names of the disciples were used in in the definitions of the 12 powers. So this helped me go back just a little bit in history. I also realized at that time, you know we say so succinctly today, Unity Church, but this brings us back before we start on these powers to remember that this did not start as a church. Our unity started as a healing movement, and it specifically was started by Myrtle and Charles Fillmore, as so many of you know. She had tuberculosis and was given about six months to be on this earth before she made her transition. And at the time, they were using that I am a child of God it's a gift and there are no illnesses. There is a way we can overcome with special energy. And so that's how Charles started looking into a way that we could all have of finding certain places in our body. What made it so interesting to me where most churches would talk about your spiritual um, gifts, and they would also talk a bit about emotions, how it's better to have faith rather than fear, how it's better not to be angry, that type thing. So there were emotional and spiritual tools, but there were very few physical tools. And that's what makes this so interesting to me especially, and I know to some of you, that Charles Fillmore came up with these 12 powers. Now, we are very fortunate. I don't know if you know this, 
But before Eddie lost his sight, I still call him a professor. He was a professor. So one of the things that I do, I always say, I'm sure good at talking, but when it came to studying, I had more fun uh, being with people than I did actually opening the books. I have to stay, um, how do I, how can I say it? I have to stay interested or I find my mind dwelling other th on other things. And I know some of you are like that and others are detail people. But um, that random firing with Eddie being a professor, I just asked him as I came up here, now how do you pronounce penal grand? And he said, pineal. Think of the pine tree. So no matter what you do or how hard you, how hard you study, it's so good that we have each other and we can keep learning and growing. Now with that said, the 12 powers that Charles came up with, don't forget when they started, what was their book of knowledge? The Bible. That's what they started the unity movement with. And so the 12 powers of man were those that um, were, they were looking for certain situations in the Bible that could point out to them places that they could grow, ways in their physical bodies, emotional and spiritual bodies, that they'd be able to tack in to energy. And so the 12 powers itself are addressed to those who are acquainted with the basics of the Bible, but hunger and thirst for greater understanding. And that's why I thought it was important for us to start on that with our church. We have a good many new people to unity. The 12 powers refer to the 12 faculties of our mind. These faculties of mind are symbolized in the Old Testament by the 12 tribes of Israel and in the New Testament by the 12 disciples. Now, Charles Fillmore went one step further. He suggested that each of these 12 faculties has a center in a specific area of our physical body. So, in other words, we could, we could um, during meditation, go to a place in our body and access that particular power. The object of the group of lessons is to familiarize ourselves with not only the function, but the character and the location of these disciple faculties. For them to quicken spiritually, we need to focus on them. Just as Jesus did, what our whole goal is, is to access our indwelling Christ consciousness. Jesus did this and called and trained his 12 disciples. He did this by, or we do this in unity by remembering that the I am in the power of words is what we think of in our language as accessing our Christ consciousness. So be aware when you use the word, words I am. These 12 disciples that Jesus used, called and trained, metaphysically in the Bible, are often called and awakened to train our disciple faculties, as I said, of mind 
in order to aid us in lifting our spiritual selves out of bondage to the outer world. In other words, just what we all know so well, but if you're like I am, at times we need to be reminded how important it is to go within and access our Christ consciousness rather than look to the outer realm. The format of these lessons is to discuss each specific disciple faculty in its location and then giving us opportunities to use this knowledge for meditation to raise consciousness. The first faculty that we're going to talk about this morning is the faculty of faith. And I think it's very important to realize the faith faculty is that quiet knowing within that all will be well, that we're facing an opportunity for growth, but most importantly, that when we access faith, we have that quiet knowing, yes, I have the answer. My Christ consciousness within will guide me every step of the way. And that's why I think it's so important to remember that faith is the first attribute or the first power that Charles addressed. It's symbolized by the disciple Peter. Peter, if you will recall, was the first disciple to be called by Jesus. It was very interesting about Peter. He was born in 1 BC and died sometime about 67 AD. He was 30 years old and from Galilee and had been a fisherman. He was married with three children. The fishermen of that day were known to be gruff, unkempt, full of vigor, and had boisterous tempers. People shied away from fishermen many times unless they had to ask a specific question. And don't forget how important fish was in that time to, um, to eat as a, as a means of fuel. So again, fishermen were very, very necessary. Theirs was a rough life, since not only was fishing physically demanded, but they needed to be very fearless in the face of stormy weather. Peter was continuously known for putting his foot in his mouth before meeting Jesus. When Jesus called him, Peter walked away with his brother and left everything to follow Jesus. As a fisherman, Peter could have been a man of faith, even before he experienced the teachings of Jesus. Peter represents faith in things spiritual and in God. Peter believed from the very beginning when he first met Jesus that he was the Messiah. When Jesus asked his disciples, who am I? Only Peter answered, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered to him, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and I will give the, kings of the keys to the kingdom. As we've been told, Peter was supposedly the most verbal of all the disciples. He was said to be very loyal, even though we know of an example of his error thinking when he denied three times before the crucifixion that he knows Jesus. Metaphysically, what that represents is to remember that we all try to do the best we can, but just as Peter, sometimes when fear sets in, will say and do things out of fear that perhaps had we had faith and access faith, we would have done it differently. 
This shows us that faith is a process that must be encouraged and invited to grow in our lives. Peter met, witnessed many healings while with Jesus Christ and went on to become one of the boldest examples of faith. And so again, faith is the first and a very, very powerful power. As we listen and are receptive to the spiritual dimension of life, as we begin to understand and obey our inner thoughts instead of the opinions of others that we have previously accepted as our truth, there comes a point where faith supplants our indecision and searching. Upon this faith in your indwelling Christ, you proceed to build or to live your life. One of the affirmations that's so important when we think of faith is this simple verse that I'm going to say right now. I am strong in my faith. I am being lifted out of fear and doubt. I am secure in the protective love and the power of God. Yes, faith is the number one faculty of our minds, just as Peter was the first disciple whom Jesus called into God's service. Faith moves mountains, or what appears to be mountains, to those who often feel that they are alone, helpless, and with only their information holding intellect as a defense against a cold, cruel world. We are talking about faith in God, not faith in yourself, or faith in your position, or prestige, or your carefully accumulated stock port portfolio. Faith is anything less than the creative and sustaining cause and back of what appears an inherent flaw that is bound to give away sometimes, someplace. But when we look within, and access the faith of God that is within each and every one of us, we develop and spiritualize our faculty of faith. One of the things that's mentioned with faith that we often speak about here at Unity is gratitude. Remember that gratitude is an emotion, and the subconscious in the, is in the seat of all your feelings and your emotions. So again, as we practice these powers, we are physically pointing to the crown of our head where the pineal gland is, and that is where we start with our first power, power of faith. The color of faith that is often used is deep blue. When we see deep blue wherever we are, let's remember true blue faith is faith in God, and that faith is within us. For that, we are so grateful. The second attribute that I want to briefly touch on today, or the second power, is strength. And it's so interesting. Peter is represented by... Um, for faith, and his brother Andrew, who Jesus also met at the same time, is the symbol of strength. Now, as I mentioned, um, faith starts at the crown of our head. Strength is in the small of our back. So if you feel that you need strength, meditate and focus at the small of your back. Be 
um, Andrew was born and the youngest or the oldest of five, and he represents strength, as I said. He too was in the fishing business with his brother Peter. He was unmarried and he made his home with Peter and Peter's family. He was 33 when he too left with Jesus. He acted as head of the group due to his organizational skills and his outstanding physical abilities. Andrew was one of the four disciples in Jesus' inner circle. He often remained on duty while the others had close communion with their master. To the end, he remained the dean of the group. Andrew was not known as an orator, but as an efficient personal worker. It was Andrew that came up with the loaves and the fishes in John 6, 8 and 9. Oh, they were to be distributed by Jesus to the ma masses as one of his miracles. And we all know the story. We learn it in Sunday school of the loaves and fishes. And it was Andrew that came up with the, this food. Andrew was known for his all-round even temper, his clear insight, his logical thought, and his firm decision-making. His greatest abilities were said to be his stability and his endurance. These abilities are certainly important attributes to have when we represent the power of strength. Charles Fillmore not only draws a correspondence between each of the disciples and the 12 faculties or powers of the mind, he also designates that certain area of the physical body. So again, when we think of strength, when we need that strength, let's think of the small of our back. There is strength in a mental sense. You will find that when we meditate on this center, the small of our back, we are better able to think for ourselves. We are not easily swayed by the opinions and manipulative techniques that others can sometimes use. You have the courage, the confidence, and the strength to stand by your own opinions and your convictions that you get from within. Strength on an emotional level expresses the ability to remain calm in the face of outer temptations rather than to get upset or angry or to go to pieces. I can remember my little Tennessee grandmother saying, I'm about to have a go to pieces. I just don't know what to do about it. And I hadn't heard that in many years until I was researching the 12 powers. And Charles Roth, who was the author of this particular book, mentioned the go to pieces. By focusing on strength, we can break things down into manageable parts. We can control our emotions. We can ask for the strength to be guided with faith, which is that quiet knowing that all will be well. And now, as we go forth, I've asked, um, we're gonna do our third, we're trying to do three um, a week, and we're gonna do our third uh, power, and I've asked Eddie if he would share with us what he's learned about our third power of wisdom. So Eddie, will you do that for me, please? I will. Good morning, everyone. I'm going to start up front to, uh, and share with everyone. I'm a little rattled this morning. We'll talk about it here in a minute. When Marcia and I met this week, she had told me the 
title was Our 12 Powers. And she asked me to speak on wisdom. She's told you about the first two. And she gave you the names of the disciples, which represents those powers. The disciple James is the one that represents wisdom. A little brief history of James. He was married, had four children, and he was considered one of the most knowledgeable in terms of the understanding of what Jesus was speaking. He and Jesus used to speak a lot, but that other times he would go days without speaking or uttering a word to anyone. In the Old Testament, wisdom is represented by Solomon. And you all know the story. Two mamas bring a child, each claiming the child is theirs. Solomon listens to him as the mothers are begging, please listen, I'm the mama. Solomon said, I've got this covered. Turns to the guard, slice the child in half. Well, the real mother immediately said, no, no. She, the other woman, may have the child. And Solomon knew at that moment who the real mother was. That was wisdom. But really, what is wisdom? And most of you know, I have to go digging it out. Wisdom is just a, just a quiet or silent knowing. The silent knowing within. It is represented by the crown and moves to the heart. Wisdom unifies the mind, the heart, in what we call true or quiet knowing. And with permission, I would like to share, I'm a little rattled. When, when Marcia asked me to do this topic, I went home and really began to do some digging. Thursday I met with her. Friday I was up here at the church until 2 o'clock. I was driven home, walked in the house at remember going into my place at 2.03. Stephen had the day off. I asked him if he would run a couple of errands for me. And I needed to be prepared to make, um, I was doing a phone appointment at 3. We went to sit outside for a few minutes on the, my, our front porch. We talked, and I told him what I needed. Went inside. He stayed outside on the porch. I had no more than sat down on my couch when I heard pop, pop, pop. I'd like to back up. Ten days prior to that, I had asked, made a statement to my mom. Would I ever know the difference between firecrackers, and gunfire, because I had never heard 
a gunshot in my life. I, I sat on the couch when I heard the pop, pop, pop. I thought, who in the world is setting off firecrackers in the middle of the day? And then I heard what I never want to ever hear again. I heard automatic fire. Stephen came off the porch and dove in through the front door. I dove off the couch onto the floor. Why am I telling you this story? There was a quiet knowing. No one at that moment had to tell me what I was hearing. I knew it, although I had never heard it before. And I continued to hear and it was within that quiet knowing as I dove to the floor I wasn't scared it was as if that knowing took over and just guided and directed me fully in that moment After the last pop, Stephen and I stood up. He, he went to the front door to look out the window. What, what's going on? The man across the street had snapped emotionally and mentally. He had an assault rifle and he had come out and began spraying the neighborhood. I always knew I've lived there in the, that place for 11 and a half years and his mom, he lives with his mom who is now in hospice care in a hospital and lived there for a long, uh, a lot longer than me. I always knew that one day the man would snap. He did Friday. And then in that moment I heard that quiet knowing, pray for this man. Because then I heard him turn the gun on himself. And, and another neighbor Please don't do that, he says. And I said, Father, hear my prayer. Please spare my brother from this. At that moment, I've never w heard anything like it. Stephen's trying to tell me what's going on. 60 cruisers all in my yard and everywhere. Stephen's describing they're getting out with their assault rifles. And I remember again just knowing to pray. Please save him. I 
heard him say he was going to kill himself, and I said, please don't. And I said it aloud. And that quiet knowledge. And I knew in that moment my neighbor would be okay. He did throw the gun down. The police took care of him. And then I had a nervous breakdown. So. <laughs> the powers are real. That's why I'm sharing this story with you. When you need them, they're there. In that instant, I didn't have to call on it. It was there. Even the compassion for the one that was doing what he was doing was there. Please understand, it didn't come from me. It came from the inner Christ consciousness as Marcia and I so often talk about. For we are one in unity. We are one family, one brotherhood. And I tell you this story so that you too will have always remain in faith and in strength. And the strength will be there when you need it. And that quiet knowing will descend and you will know what to do, when to do, and how to do it. What a gift our Creator gave us. And we have all of the powers that our brother Jesus had. We just simply need to acknowledge them, accept them, lift them, and trust them. Thank you, guys. come to that time in our service where we allow our mind to become still and we take a moment to sink deep into that inner sanctuary our heart space where all our power comes from Close your eyes for this moment. Breathe deep. Sink into your heart. And listen for the voice who is but love. Speak. Listen for the quiet knowing. 
as we come back into this sanctuary, this time and place, we do so in peace. We do so in faith, with strength and wisdom, standing with us, as us. And we go this week and live those powers, the principles. And then most of all, we live the love that we are in truth. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. See on the portals, he's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. Come home, come home. Tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling, oh sister, come home. Oh, for the wonderful love he has promised, promised for you and for me. Though we have fallen, he's mercy and pardon, pardon for you and for me. Come home, come home, ye who are weary, come home. Earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling, oh daughter, come home, come home, come home, ye who are weary, come home, earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling, oh angel, come home, calling, oh sister, come home.